Welcome to the Super Speedway. Welcome to episode 274 of the Super Speedway Podcast, recorded Tuesday, April 11th, 2023. I'm your host, Eric Young, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, James Cush. You know, James, I had a lot of good audio to choose from this week. I just didn't have time to put it together to go with the intro, but man, there were some good clips out there this week. Some good stuff. Right? Yeah, there was um, some damning audio, for sure. Yeah. But uh, but yeah. Um, there was Kyle was... Larson dropping the F-bomb in the media center. Yep. <laughs> there was that. That was a good one. <laughs> yep. Um, there was there uh, were a few good funny. ones. Yep. There was the uh, we we shouldn't we shouldn't race on dirt anymore from Kyle Larson as yeah, well. Yeah. We, I, I think we might one. even talk about that in a little bit. We might. Yeah. <laughs> there was a lot for yeah. sure. Yeah. Ah. <sighs> well, how uh, how are you doing before we talk about racing? How, how's things going this week? I'm less tired uh, this week than last week. I I you, probably will upload the right audio today after the podcast. So, I tell you what, I'm feeling I'm feeling more tired. Um, <laughs> I don't know why. It's just been. I think Easter got to me because I, there was kids running all over the place. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm just trying to rebound. I think at this point, that's that's about where I'm. That's where about where I'm at. So I'm coming off a of shooting photograph in a seven game series, uh, that a hockey series that my team won. So, yep. Yeah. So now you do I it mean, all over was, again. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude. You guys gave us a scare because yeah. it should have been over in four and it went seven. You so. should have should have been sitting there. <laughs> yep. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't. So that's that's that was that was you. I can only imagine. Yeah, it was stressful. There's nothing better than than being in a game an hour away from home, going into overtime only to lose. Yep. That sucks. Yep. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's got to be the worst feeling too. You work all you work so hard and I I don't know. I don't even know what to compare it to. Well, you get you get that far and then you're and then you're just out. Not only that, but it happens on the road and you know, you don't it's a rivalry, man. So anybody who's not familiar, it's there's the Saginaw Spirit and the Flint Firebirds, part of the Ontario Hockey League. Um, I cover the Saginaw Spirit. I'm pho- I'm one of their team photographers, and they're you know they're an hour apart. It's a big rivalry. This is the first time they've ever met in the playoffs. They met in the first round, and you know the two teams and fans kind of hate each other. I mean they don't because mm-hmm. you know it's good natured, but they hate each other. And there's not a place you want to lose less than in their arena. Oh my gosh. And it it sucked, man. But we yep. didn't win once in their arena, so that was good. So yep. And you got the you got the one that mattered. Yeah. I mean, you had you had finally. <laughs> yeah, you had the home ice for the one that mattered most. So yeah. That's that's all that that's all that counts. Game sevens are where it's at. Oh, it was intense too. Full house last night. Lots of fans. Lots of cheering. It was loud. It was good stuff. So. Yep. But hey, this is a NASCAR podcast, not a hockey podcast. That's right. And I guess if you could go anything more opposite of ice, I, it'd probably be dirt, right? Dirt, mud, <laughs> potholes. Yeah. <laughs> what uh, do you want? I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna race anywhere on Easter Sunday, you would want it to be the dirtiest track you race at. Yep. So that's what we did this weekend. Bristol Dirt, <laughs> uh, Food City Five or Food City Dirt Race, it's called. Uh, and we guess what? James, a dirt guy, finally won the race. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Chris Bell yeah. finally gets it done and, and becomes the first dirt racer to win the dirt race. Yep. That was, um, man, I tell you, I, I thought for sure. And it's funny because, you know, we do our fantasy stuff and we, you know, we like to pick drivers and, 
um every week and all, all these things and i was so hesitant to take kyle larson and then boy yeah. did i feel like an idiot yeah uh early on um well i picked him and didn't Kyle do me any good <laughs> yeah right right <laughs> yeah so um he, he got into some stuff but yeah i didn't i didn't think chris bell was gonna be the first one to do it and then Honestly, Eric, to give you my honest opinion, I guess right off the bat, I thought it was actually a pretty good show. Yeah. Uh, towards the end of the race, for sure. I thought overall it was it was good. I mean, I guess you know we've been screaming for two years since they announced they were going to do this that they need to do it at night, um, and I think that really helped it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I think the track was about as perfect as you can get a dirt track, especially a temporary dirt track, to be. It kind of gave us what we wanted. You know, DBC today argued a little bit, and they're not wrong that, you know, there wasn't a lot of passing for the lead. Um, yep. You know, we had we had four lead changes amongst four drivers, and I think only one of those happened under green flag. But really, yep. if you look past first place, there was tons of passing, and there was all kinds of battling, and it was three wide and four wide and bouncing off of each other, and it was – Yep. It was a good old fashioned dirt race, at least as close as you can get in a car that's not designed for dirt. Um, yep. But yeah, I mean, I even even with Christopher Bell, I mean, Bell led a hundred laps out of two hundred and fifty. But man, I I still was, we still didn't know what was going to happen. I mean, it was coming down the last lap. Reddick was going to make a move, and just yep. didn't get it because of the caution. Yep, yep. And there was a lot of slicing and dicing between. You know what he had going on, and and Trace Briscoe, I guess, with about twenty laps to go before he fenced it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there was, um, there was a few, uh, there was a few things well, that were going on. Ryan, Ryan Blaine was I, up there until until oh, Briscoe yeah. wrecked him. <laughs> yep, yep, for sure. Yeah, it was. Uh, I'm telling you, man. I, I as much as I dislike Bristol dirt, that felt more like a nascar race i think that that was definitely the best one yeah would you oh, yeah. agree yeah and ironic yeah. that it was probably the last one um they finally get it right and then they're gonna <laughs> sounds like it, it right yeah, yeah. but so mm -hmm. i was kicking myself yeah. during this race james because I, I don't know why every time we go to the, one of these dirt tracks every time we do a dirt race austin dillon's up there and i'm like why do i not remember that austin dillon is a great yeah. dirt racer why do i not remember he won the first eldora race yeah, I know, and and Ty Dillon's not half bad either. No. I think he uh, he 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 made a flare up into the into the top uh, top rung there for a little while. He didn't he didn't stick around, um, but he was he was in the mix there for a little bit. Yeah, he was one of them that tried. But to yeah, those Dillon those Dillon but... boys can, <laughs> right? Yeah, those Dillon boys they can uh, they can wheel it on the uh, on the on the dirt. Yeah, for sure. yeah. I th I thought it was gonna be Austin Dillon's night until Bell ended up up there, and it's like, oh boy, here we go. And, yep. uh, and he ran away with it until, like I said, Ruddick was chasing him down. And I think, I think he had the move. I don't know how they'd have come out of that turn. They might not have, it might've been Dylan's race, but I, I, he was making the move right. for sure. Right. Right. Yep. I, um, I, I, I don't know. Like I, I treated this race and we'll talk, we'll, we'll talk about fantasy. I guess that's the only way I can, I can describe it. I don't know. I always kind of throw this race out as far as I think of it more as an exhibition yeah. than anything else because it's so strange. Um, but this was the first time I actually felt like I had a, a good feel for who I would be seeing up front. And when I saw Austin Dillon up there, I actually wasn't surprised because I, uh, I, re I guess I remembered <laughs> that yeah. he was pretty good. Um, 
but it, it's it is it is the the one event of the year where you know even maybe more so than Talladega or, or Daytona, you do get those wild card guys who really do have a shot. Um, you know, Jonathan Davenport was in this race and yeah. and he was not. I mean, he wasn't great, but I, I looked up at one point and he was in the top. He was in the t- inside the top eighteen. Yeah. So I thought I thought that was actually pretty. He did, pretty he did better than I expected him to do. The the end result was about what I expected. Um, but he, he performed better in the race than I thought he would. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so I guess let's, let's get into the, the first controversy of the, uh, of the race, uh, Kyle Larson and Ryan priest get together a couple times. Uh, they end up getting together the final time and Larson ends up in the fence and, uh, finishes 35th. Um, not able to repair the car after leading 75 laps in this race. Um, and, and mm-hmm. winning the first stage, finishing third in the second stage. Uh, so Larson definitely was, was there until he ended up back, uh, in, in trouble. Um, so I guess there's a couple places to go. First of all, uh, priest was not happy with, with Larson, uh, no Larson, yeah. Larson wasn't thrilled with priest, although Larson was maybe a little bit more politically correct about it. Uh, then priest of course refused to admit that he did anything on purpose um, likely in light of a news item we'll talk about here in a little bit. Um, yeah. But uh, I guess, first of all, anybody's fault, James, racing incident, what do you call that? And then, uh, I mean, I guess let's start there. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I guess I had a blind spot here that Kyle Larson races guys pretty difficult. And yeah. I heard Denny's clip about this, and and I've actually heard some other people um, talking about this, but it seems to me that the that from what the drivers think and and maybe some of the talking heads they all think that Kyle Larson got got what was coming to him a little yeah. bit not that uh not that priest maybe even meant to wreck him other but but just to simply race him really hard you know um and, and not give him not, not give him any room the same way Kyle Larson raced him and and I got to tell you I don't blame priest one bit for for the way he's He's attacked the season in a very interesting way to me, and and this is just kind of on brand for what we've seen from him so far. Uh, he, he's driving like a guy himself who's got one last shot, and uh, he doesn't want to blow it. So when he has his day ruined, he's gonna he's gonna make it make it be known. Yeah, I agree with you there. I, I and yeah, I mean, I think looking at it from my seat, I would have argued that was probably Priest's fault, at least the the retaliation at the end, but based on everything I've heard from everybody that should know better than I do it. I mean, and looking back at it now, it looks like Larson kind of did it to himself. Um, yep. And, and you know, he, he, uh, I, Denny, I think mentioned, like you said on his podcast, and I think Denny's right. Larson does have a history of doing this type of stuff. He, you know, he gets, mm-hmm. he gets this, this, everybody views him as this super clean driver because he's, he's got the smile on his face and he's got the, you know, I'm not, you know, all fired. Well, he's not all fired <laughs> up about it after the race, and he's not talking smack and stuff. He's got this yep. clean, this clean cut appearance. But I mean, if you watch his dirt races, if you look at the race that him and Davenport had in the late model, I mean, Larson was driving like a freaking idiot, and, and <laughs> they, were dri- they were both dri- yeah. driving amazing. And that's what he does. Else. And and hey, it wins him races. That's yep. why he wins races. So. Um, I, yep. I mean, I think this is a racing incident, but I think if you're going to put fault on somebody, it's Larson. And if Larson, yep. and, and, and like you said, I'm with you, Priest, Priest said at Coda, he's done getting pushed around. 
And yep. good, good on him. And and he's not going to get on the mic as much as they try to goad him into doing it. He's not going to get on the mic and say, yeah, I did it on purpose because he's not an idiot. He's not Denny Hamlin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, if NASCAR's penalties, we'll, we'll talk about that, too. Uh, if, if that told us anything, just just keep it bland. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you know. Oh, I'm not very good at dirt racing. Yeah. Uh, not not a lot. Not my expertise. You know what I mean? Even so. even Earnhardt was smart enough to say, I didn't mean to wreck him. I just meant to rattle his cage. That's right. You yep. know, rattle his cage. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that was just a rattle his cage. That was classic Bristol, right? Yeah, so exactly. I guess uh, I guess Bristol dirt translated to real Bristol in, in some way there. Right. Um, so Larson had some comments, too, about this race. Uh, he made comments before the race. First of all, he came into this race with, pardon, pardon the word, but he came into this race with a shitty attitude um, to start with. He hate, yeah, he hates it. And made comments in the in the media center before the race that NASCAR shouldn't be racing here, shouldn't be racing on dirt. Somebody asked, asked if, okay, so let's not race at Bristol. Where should we race? And he says, nowhere. <laughs> no dirt track. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your thoughts on this, James? Because I, I got my opinions, but I, I, I want to hear what you have to say. Well, I, I will say this, um, not, not, I mean, you know how I feel about Bristol dirt, so I don't, right. I don't want to sound like I'm just banging the drum, um, for what I want to see, but Larson has been consistent every year he's raced here. He has said the same thing. Yeah. Uh, this year he took it up another notch by saying we shouldn't race anywhere on dirt. Um, that's not my, that's not my view of it. If you know where I stand, Eric, right. I, I, I think NASCAR, if they're going to race dirt, race a real dirt track. Don't, don't do this sideshow, uh, at Bristol. And I think that's, I think Larson's coming from a good place. I just don't think he communicates it very well because he, he hates it so much. I think well, he just hates he's it. He's so flat much. out saying that he don't, doesn't want to race on dirt, but here's, so here's the thing that pisses me off about this. Larson's a dirt guy. Yeah. He, he's gone as far as saying at one point in his career, and I'm sorry, I know he wants us to forget about it, but I'm not going to let him live it down, that a Chili Bowl win is more important than a Daytona 500 win to him. Mm-hmm. You know, this guy is a dirt guy, and he he really, I, I understand that he doesn't like driving these cars on dirt because it's not what he's used to, but yeah. he, he should be banging the drum for dirt, not dissing it the way he is. I think... I just think his attitude about it sucks. I, I mean, I, yeah. I get it. I understand, but you're the dirt guy. Like just cause it, and, and you're the guy that went back to Eldora multiple times until you finally got to win it in the truck. Yep. And and I get it. Okay. These cars, they talked about it on DVC today. I believe it was, or, or I don't know. One of the, I listened to so many podcasts today that I don't know which one I listened to. Nice. Anyway, <laughs> they talked about the fact that, okay, these cars are sports cars. Basically this car is built after a sports car. It's not built after your sedan or anything like that. It's built after a sports car, and and you wouldn't be doing running sports cars on these on these dirt tracks. Um, that being said, the truck series, you know, they're trucks. They race on dirt. They're, but the problem is, is they're not trucks. Those are right. Bush Grand National chassis that they slapped a truck body on way back in the day. It, it, those are those are no more dirt vehicles than the cup cars are Mm -hmm. and i get that these cars aren't built for it but we raced nascar stock cars on road courses for years that weren't built for road courses you know they're all in the same equipment i don't care how whether it handles good that's that's what makes it good to us is that they can't drive them like a late model you know right 
I don't know. I, and, it, and, it, and it makes it so that a, a guy like Joey Logano has no dirt experience and go out and dominate a truck race or win the cup race on dirt. The, the dirt guys don't have this giant advantage. They did this weekend when the, when the track dried out and they knew where to find the moisture. But yep. I don't know. I, I'm I'm so frustrated with this. Just and and I'm I'm going to talk about it later. I'm I'm sick of this. We bitch because we're running all the same tracks. <laughs> yeah. Stop running the same tracks. We need some different yeah. tracks. We need to do something different. And then NASCAR yeah. does something different. They put dirt down on this one. They. Build, they're building a track in the middle of a city. They built a track in a stadium. And then everybody goes, oh, why are we doing this stuff? This yeah. sucks. Why don't we go back to yeah. <laughs> Chicagoland and go back to these tracks that we've begged for years to get rid of? Yeah. My God, shut up and just it's enjoy never, the damn racing. <laughs> yeah, it's never going to end, Eric. Plus, you know, we have the added benefit, the two of us, that we get to come on here and do it ourselves. Right. Uh, so, um, James, I love the dirt race. I love it. And, and, yeah. and I've, I've actually loved it more Dude. and more each year. As somebody who went to Eldora and enjoyed the Eldora experience, I was, I was won over. The, so you and I, when we went to the first, again, we've talked about this in the podcast. This podcast was born. From yep. the Eldora dirt race. Yep. When you and I went to that dirt race, I went to that first one. I I was not a dirt guy. I went there going, well, this is going to be a crap show. Let's go watch it. Let's be yeah. part of it. Yeah. And then it was like, holy crap, this is awesome. And then I went back year after year because of how great it was. Yeah. And now we're doing it with the cup cars. I, I begged for it back then. I knew you and I disagreed on that, but I begged for it back then. Now we got the cup yep. cars on dirt. Would I rather see the the cup cars? And this is in our notes, so we might as well talk about it now. Would I rather see the cup cars at Eldora? Yeah, that's I would prefer to see that. But you know what? They've built a really good dirt track in Bristol, and it works. And I get that it costs a bunch of money, and it's a big process for them to do, but I don't care about that. What do I yeah. care about that for? <laughs> you just want to watch it on TV. Exactly. I mean, I don't yeah. care how much work it is. If, if they're willing to do it, then do it. And, you know, Eldora is yeah. a beautiful facility. But it is nowhere near, and I've never been to Bristol, but it's nowhere near the facility that Bristol is. Right. And I realize that we we put, what, you know, maybe a third of the fans into that track that it will hold. But right. we weren't doing a lot better with that than that when we raced on the concrete in the spring. Exactly. We were closing the backstretch grandstands for that race. Mm -hmm. Yep. They were trying to park everybody on the front stretch. I remember that. So so here's my question about this, James, because I, I know... Well, I had... You go ahead. Go. You well, kind of yeah, like we'll dig into to, it more. Yeah. You know, I I wanted to throw one more. Yeah. Sorry, uh, I'm just about, on a rant. No, no, here, no. So. Go. No, man. It was it was great. <laughs> I did want to ask you though before we moved on. Yeah. So Kyle Larson, obviously, NASCAR is his day job. Right. And he's really good at it. Right. He's one of the best. Yeah. Uh, do you think? And this is I'm just throwing devil's advocate at you. Mm -hmm. Do you think he speaks about Bristol? not as a NASCAR driver, but as a dirt racing enthusiast who sees this as not real dirt racing. Do you think that's where he's coming from? Maybe, but then you got a guy like, like Davenport that came in and he dropped a quote that everybody is, is resharing that is only part of the quote where he allegedly says that this is just a show. It's not a real dirt race, but what he was really saying is he had a lot of fun. He would like to do it again. He would do it at a different track mm -hmm. as well on dirt. Yep. But he views it as a show, not a real race. Because he's not a freaking NASCAR driver. That's why he said right. it. Yeah, he's a late mile driver. <laughs> right. He didn't. Say, that, he didn't say it because he didn't say it because he it sucks. He wants to be a part of it. So, yeah. I, I think that Kyle Larson loves dirt racing so much. It is. It, it is his passion. Yeah. I think. 
I'm and I'm speaking on his behalf, and I don't know if this is the case, but I think that he believes that what NASCAR does at Bristol is a bastardization of what he truly loves. Like, I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of any other sport comp, but um, I don't know. It'd be like <laughs> I don't even know playing uh, playing an NFL game in a uh, you know in somebody's backyard or something on dirt. I don't know, right. but you know it'd what I like, mean. Like, it'd be like playing a football game in a in a hockey stadium instead of a football stadium, right? Oh, right, wait, they exactly. Do, they do that, you know. Right. So he, right. But here's the thing: isn't James? Isn't NASCAR a bastardization of auto racing i mean it sure isn't it? <laughs> it's it's become some somewhat of that yeah no you other could say that. no other form of of racing raced cars off the street mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yes no stock car racing is a thing for nascar it's not a thing mm-hmm. because that's what everybody was doing well, and you can talk about nascar's point system and yeah. driver etiquette and you could say that for a lot of things that yeah and and i wouldn't uh I wouldn't disagree with a lot of it. And, you know, you could probably make a really compelling argument for some of it, too. I love the fact that we have one dirt race. I love the fact that it's one race that's different. You know, it used to be we had a couple of road course races and some guys would prepare for it. Some guys would just go, well, whatever. We'll just take a mulligan this week. Well, now everybody's good at road courses. So let's now we got another one that throws a wrench into things. And the, the teams don't know how to set up the cars and they don't know what to expect. And they changed the tire for the truck series this year and threw another loop. And. I, I like it. And the track mm-hmm. is, it's different every year. It's different every day because yep. it's a dirt track. Yep. And I'm not, you know, I, I've worked at a dirt track, but I'm an asphalt guy. And this, this is coming from an asphalt guy, but it's one race and it's, it's fine. And yeah, only thing, only thing I would change about Bristol dirt is I would prefer to have live pit stops. Um, we've discussed this ad nauseum on here. I don't know how you could possibly do it in a safe way. Um, but I would prefer to see that. Otherwise, I am good with it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so, and if, it, I, if, if, so here's my question, James. Yeah, throw it out there. Let's say this. Okay. You're not a fan of putting dirt on Bristol. I don't like it. No. But you're not against a dirt race. No, I'm not. So here's my argument. Okay. We get the dirt race. We don't put it at Bristol, but Bristol loses a date. Would you rather Bristol have a date that's dirt or no date so we can race on dirt somewhere else? Uh, I would rather have no date. I'd rather have one date, no dirt. Really? That's yes. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I think you could put on a better product somewhere else. I don't know if you could. I don't know if you could. I don't know. I think you could put on an equal product at Eldora, but I don't think you could have the amenities at Eldora. I mean, it would be different. First of all, it would be a lot more expensive. You're talking a ticket yeah. probably like the North Wilkesboro race to Eldora. Yep. Versus yep. what you, I mean, you could probably walk into Bristol for the dirt race and get a sure. seat, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. You could have on Sunday. You could have definitely. And, and, I mean, it's, it's Easter, you know, I, right. I, it, that's, it's, it's tough to. You and I've been to Eldora. Eldora needs some upgrades if they're going to put cup cars in there. Oh, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Cause I've been to Eldora and I've been to North Wilkesboro and I know North Wilkesboro there's, even run down had stuff that, that Eldora doesn't have. <laughs> there's a, there's not a dirt track in the country. I don't think that can you know hold a cup series right unless you know eldora you got to market it a different way um yeah you know you can't expect the i mean don't get me wrong i would prefer we go to eldora but if if we if the only way to keep a dirt race is to run it at bristol i'm totally fine with this i don't see i don't see what you're going to gain from going back to the concrete here i just don't yeah i i i don't know i i think you make the night race a bigger ticket 
by only having the night race now. That's the only race on the actual mm-hmm. surface. I think Bristol, you know, part of my reasoning too is it compounds with, you know, I think Bristol should be reconfigured <laughs> a little <laughs> bit as well, not just what it what it is now. I, I'd love to see Bristol go back, but here I am, here I am complaining about the '90s again, right? Just like an old man yelling at a cloud. Um, I'd love like Dale Jr. keeps keeps saying he wants blacktop on yeah. that track again. How cool are the pictures that Dale Jr. is posting where you can see yeah, the mountains in the background? It. It's cool, man. It looks great. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'd rather have. And if we had one of those and no dirt, I'd be fine with that and put the banking back up to 36 degrees where it used to be and let's go. But 36 degrees in air quotes. Yeah, I, don't, air I don't quotes. think it was ever 36 degrees, but well, whatever it was, <laughs> it but... was billed as 36 degrees. Yeah, so. <laughs> it was. Yeah. But I, I mean, I'd love to see that. That's, yeah. that's my dream. Uh, you, that was a, a great question by you, Eric, because it was almost impossible to answer because you can't, I don't know. I, I love what Bristol is as it is. So seeing it, seeing it with lipstick on it like that, but you still I, get hurts. Bristol as it is. I know, but it's not the same. Not it's only that, a, but the world of outlaws and the late models and the street stocks and all these guys get to race at Bristol. Yeah. When they normally wouldn't get to race at Bristol. Yeah. I mean, it's not the, I don't want, I, I, you know, there was a, there was a picture that Dirty Mo put up today. I'll, I'll bring that yeah. up right now. Which, what would you get rid of? And I jokingly sent it to you and said all four, because it was the clash. <laughs> it was Indy road course. Uh, it was Bristol dirt and whatever the heck. Oh, the Chicago street race. I said, yep, get rid of all of them. <laughs> Just, you know, jokingly kind of tongue in cheek. Uh, you know, but I will say, I will say, not knowing what the Chicago street race is, Bristol Dirt, what we saw on Sunday towards the end of the end of the race, there was a lot of inconsistency with, with calls and the oh, race yeah. was kinda the, it, the race was well, not it was a NASCAR race after yeah, all. Yeah, the the race was <laughs> the race was wonky. But seeing good racing, you know, I, I laughed when Tony Stewart said it. He said, If you don't like this kind of racing, you don't like racing. Mm. And you know, leave it to, to the, to my icon to open my eyes and be like, well, this is actually good racing. I don't know if I agree with you, but it looks good right now. Like this is actually entertaining racing. And like you said earlier, Eric, we had a great battle for the lead, um, comers and goers. Briscoe was up there with a busted hand. I mean, we had storylines, we had, you know, we had intrigue, we had guys we don't usually see. We had two guys mad at each other at the end. Yeah. So, you know, to, to kind of go full circle and, and uh, kick any argument I have in the butt. I mean, yeah, that was a good Bristol race, and it had 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 a, had a lot to give. Um, I, I still don't love it, but it was it was not the worst race we're gonna have all season. I'll tell you that. Now, definitely, yeah, it probably isn't gonna be the best race we've had all season, and I sure as heck hope not. I hope we have a lot of great racing. James, it's not the worst race we've had yet. No, I mean, no, we, it's not. We've had it's worse not. races really this isn't. season. <laughs> no, it really isn't, and you know, it's. It's funny when Tony said that I disagreed with him immediately. Uh, but as the race kept going on, like I just kept thinking about that, and I'm like, you know, this race is pretty good. I as much as I hate this, and it, in my being, I really don't like it at all. Um, 
taking it for what it's what it is it was good it was a good show how much do you think fox had to pay tony to get him to talk good about this race? oh you know he doesn't <laughs> like going there you know he doesn't like going there. you know he wants to be in his own track when they gave him his 75th uh some top 75 driver award there for a reason right. because they got to cheer him up somehow because he he wanted to she's <laughs> so pete's he wanted to get uh that nascar race at eldora but how good is tony in the booth though tony's good in the booth He's been good. He he's does a good, good job, and you know what I like about him is he's harder on his drivers than anybody else. Oh yeah, he he was not happy uh, with Priest. <laughs> yeah, no, for, he wasn't. Yeah, yeah I'm he, sure he he was mad at Priest when he put Larson in the wall the first time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and at the same time, he was pumped for Chase Briscoe. Yeah. Um, it kind of protected him a little bit from how he broke his finger, I think. Uh, yeah. But you know, he did some. But I mean, all those owners are doing some sort of service up there. So. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But. Uh, we talked about Reddick almost getting the win. Uh, Joey Logano, uh, past winner, best performing driver at this track. Uh, I was I cursed him this week by picking him. The Eric, the Eric Hex man. When he wow. went, when he backed through the the water barrels on the front stretch, I already I knew the night was over, and then it just got worse. <laughs> it just got worse. Eric, <sighs> I'm telling you, man, it it's funny. I mean, not to. I, <laughs> no, I feel bad for the driver I'm picking this week because I'm going to curse him. And he doesn't need to be cursed, but I'm going to curse it's, him anyway. It will eventually get better, but right now it will. it's... <laughs> I'm almost right hoping for it to be to continue this bad. Yeah, we'll we'll talk more about it later, but holy cow, dude. Yeah. One yeah. whole point for Joey Logano in this race. Holy smokes. What What a mess. What a mess indeed. What a mess indeed. Anything else with the uh, with the dirt race? Uh, the cup race we need to talk about, James. I know there's all kinds of – I mean, yeah, Ta- I think, Todd Gillen had another good run yeah. this week. Ty Gibbs, Justin yeah. Haley. I had Justin Haley on my fantasy lineup, and I pulled him out late and could have – I guess it didn't matter. When did uh, Michael McDowell become a dirt race? He finished 11th. And he did the loop-de-loop. Yeah. He kept going. And they called a caution for it, which which actually I think hurt him because I think it's him to the back of the line. Oh, I got one for you. What do you what'd you think about the Kyle Busch caution? Oh, that one was – that one wasn't good. What garbage. He was on yeah. the road. There was a couple of them that were bad. Really bad. They're yeah, there was a Larson one like that too. Yeah, just inconsistent um on the on the cautions. But I mean again, like you said, it's an NASCAR race. Yeah. So um shout outs to a few guys though. Like I always forget Bubba Wallace is pretty decent. He won Eldora. Yeah. Um he had a good run. Ty Gibbs. Yeah. Is that his first NASCAR race on dirt? Did he race? Did he race? Oh no, he must have. He had to. No, he didn't. He didn't. The trucks. No, he never raced the trucks. Nope, that was um, not his first one. First NASCAR race on dirt for Ty Gibbs, tenth place finish. It's pretty good. That that is um, that's remarkable. That's his fourth in a row. Yeah, yeah, he's that's he, remarkable. He's doing really well. Uh, he's not gonna. He's, he's not gonna get steady. that win like I said, but he's he's performing he's, well. Yep, he's been very, very steady. Ricky Stenhouse, you know, another great run for him. So yeah, yeah there's just a few guys you can shout how out. About, there. A lot of... How about JJ Yaley in the in the Rick Ware Racing car? He won his heat or almost won his heat race. Yeah, and he started up front. Yeah, had a good day and ended up twentieth at the end. But uh, yeah, he uh, that's a good that was a great run for those guys, especially after a week after his little entanglement with Denny Hamlin. Right. <laughs> so yeah, and other issues at Rick Ware Racing we'll get into. Yes. Uh yeah, uh, again, I, you know, I thought overall good race. Uh, obviously, there's things that could be better, um, but a lot of that came down to just calls that were made during the race. And, you know, it's a 250-lap race, so things happen yep. quick. And um, what would you think of the what'd you think of the Choose drone? <laughs> I love the Choose drone. Yeah. 
I was all for it. Yeah, I thought it was cool. Yeah. I thought it was cool as heck. I mean, at least they came up with something. They, were, they put a camera on it. They were complaining about it on DBC because, you know, somebody, Freddie was whining that somebody could have cheated the system, but nobody did. So I don't yeah. know what he's whining about. But I think that I would bet money that the Choose Drone, we will see the Choose, choose Drone elsewhere yeah i think i think that's gonna come back i like it i like you said i like the fact that the camera's on it that's kind of cool yeah i love that thing that was yeah. pretty cool so um yeah i think that pretty much covers the uh the dirt race um speaking of joey logano uh if you would have watched the race on saturday you'd have thought he probably had a pretty good chance on sunday because uh, he led just about flag to flag to yep. win the uh win the truck race uh won both stages led 138 of 150 laps uh the only other <laughs> driver who led more than one lap was uh matt de benedetto who led 11. man that was <laughs> yeah the the first time in nascar so since stage racing first time in, in any nascar race that the top three in the final and both stages were the exact same yeah that was i thought i was like well that was a butt whooping for joey logano and everybody else who was behind him this race fell victim to the fact that we had a bunch of heat races for two series on it before this race. Yeah. Yep. That's true. The, the track just wasn't good for these trucks. It, it was, yep. it was single line and um, it didn't do them any favors running this dirt race, um, it, which is disappointing because you know, the dirt race was the truck series thing for so long. Yeah. Um, and now this is the only one they have. They, we're not going to Knoxville this year. No Eldora. Um, so this is it for the trucks on dirt. And yep. it, it just, it wasn't the show that we wanted to see, um, but yep. uh, but good for Joey Logano. I uh, got to see that fan flipping him off uh, every lap, <laughs> which is a pretty funny story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, you can, they flip them off all you want. At least they're making noise for you. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's Somebody really asked funny. him in the media center if he thought of flipping the fan back off as he went by, and he said, "No, he's never done that." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't admit to that. No, either. probably a bad idea. How cool was it to see William Byron back behind the wheel of a KBM truck? That was pretty neat. That was yeah. one of those neat, un, unexpected side effects of uh, Kyle switching to Chevrolet. Yep. So yeah, the reunion of uh, of one heck of a tag team. That 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 truck when uh, when Byron was racing for Kyle Busch, that truck was pretty. That truck was pretty tricked out. Yeah. Um, pretty ridiculous. I know uh, they didn't win the championship that year, but Cheezo Pete's. He was dominant. The uh, the old man Matt Crafton gets a top five finish on dirt. He's uh, that's what he does. He's become a dirt guy. You know, started racing the dirt modified, and he's got the Eldora win, and now he you know gets top five here when he's kind of been struggling a bit in the truck series. So good on yeah. him to to get a top five finish out of the day. Absolutely. I'm trying, to, trying to think if there's anybody else really to jump out at. Raja Karuth uh, ran a decent race here, had some help from Kyle Larson. Oh, we didn't mention the fact that Ryan Blaney spotted for Joey Logano in this race, too, which is kind of cool. That is cool. Um, yeah. Not that Blaney had to do a whole lot with Logano out front, but still a neat deal. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Daniel Dye was behind every accident that happened, which gave us great camera views. Um, Stuart Friesen uh, performed decent and then uh, had trouble, and his wife managed to not make the race again. Um, so, but at least she didn't flip this time. So she always tries. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there you go. There's truck series at, uh, at Bristol dirt. We leave Bristol dirt in the dust. So to Roger speak. Carruth, 11th place. I just saw that. Yeah. I didn't catch that. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. And he ran, he ran decent. So yeah, that's pretty cool. You, you missed my joke, James. You missed it. I did. I did. Leave, yes, it, I leave did. it in the dust. So I did. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's talk some news, James. Talk some news. So we had some appeals this week. 
Uh, we hinted no, last no. week that those were coming, and the first one we can talk about was last Wednesday. Uh, a colleague had their appeal and uh, didn't quite go as well as it did for the old Hendrick boys. Um, I guess when Rick Hendrick doesn't own your team, uh, it's just doesn't work out as well, right? Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, they, they, are... they, they got some of their points back, right? Yeah, they get and like they're still appealing. They're, yep, they're gonna they're gonna go one more level in the appeals process. So yeah. we'll see. Uh, yeah, this one we didn't. I I don't remember how we discussed it. I did. I didn't listen back to our discussion on this part <laughs> of it. But I wanted to ask you. We didn't see this coming. We thought they were for sure gonna be just fine, right? Well, I figured there'd be something wonky because it's NASCAR, and I mean I know NASCAR didn't make the decision. Yeah but it's NASCAR's system. I figured yeah. something wonky would happen. It seemed impossible that they wouldn't get at least what Hendrick got um, because yeah, that was nuts. they only had one louver versus eight that were bad. Yeah. Um, of course, we don't know a lot of the, the inner, you know, workings of all this. And like you said, they're going to, they're going to appeal the appeal um, and see how that goes. But uh yeah, I, I don't know. Just, again, lack of consistency. Um, of course, NASCAR did change some rules then Bunch after rules. this. Yeah, from this one, yeah. So we will now in the future know more about why the decision was made. It sounds like NASCAR is going to start displaying parts that don't uh, meet specifications that are penalized. I love that. Yeah, that's, I do too. Oh, that's old school. I do Put too. Put them out there. Let's and then, see them. And then the appeals panel is also going to be limited in what they can do with these penalties they can mm -hmm. essentially decide whether it's a penalty or whether it's not but they still have to issue the penalty within the scope mm -hmm. of whatever the rule says and yes. blah blah blah. i don't have the wording right in front of me but anyway it, well na basically nascar closed the loopholes you can yeah. have fine you can have you can have points and stuff reduced but right. you're still penalty you're still a penalty is a penalty well i believe they can they can erase the penalty but they can't do like they did here and give half yes. of the back yes right so right um, and then, uh, Denny Hamlin went, uh, and did his appeal on Thursday and his also went worse, <laughs> I guess. I, it, the only way it could have been worse than this is if he would have been given more points taken off. But, uh, yeah. Denny comes out with, uh, the same penalty he went in with. And he felt good about it too. Yeah. That's the funny part. He thought he had a good case. Nope. So, so <laughs> first of all, I want to, I want to, if we, if we were doorbumper clear and we had a, what an idiot segment, um, oh I would I would name Denny the what an idiot this week because oh Denny boy. continues to double down on that drivers should be able to say when they wreck somebody on purpose. And Denny, nobody's ever been allowed to say when they wreck yes. somebody. Nobody's everybody's always gotten penalized for it. Most people don't do it because they're not stupid. Take your L, buddy. Yeah, exactly. Now, that being said, I think Denny said it the best. If you listen to Denny's. Um, if you listen to Denny's emergency podcast, he held last week after the penalty, which speaking of which James, I almost called you and said, Hey, let's do an emergency podcast <laughs> um, before I knew Denny was doing one, but uh, yeah, he did. <laughs> but Denny's in that podcast, Denny talks about the fact that he said on his podcast that he let go of the wheel and steered into Ross and blah, blah, blah. And then he really didn't do that. He was exaggerating for the show and the data shows that he doesn't. And that's kind of my thought of the whole thing. I think Denny got in trouble because Denny bragged. I think Denny got in trouble because he acted like he did more than he did. I think it yeah. was a, it was I think it was a mistake that he let become a bigger mistake because it was Ross and he didn't care. But yeah. I think he wouldn't have been penalized if he had just said what he actually happened instead of trying to take credit for it. Yep. 
Um, but you know, I, 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 I'm still, I still don't like that he was penalized for this. Yeah. Um, I do think that it, it has now drawn a line in the sand and that drivers are going to be extra careful because of it. And you're going to have interviews like Ryan Priest's this weekend. Um, but I don't know. you, You don't blab. That's the thing. Everybody yep. but Denny knows, you know, even even Freddie Kraft, who loves Denny Hamlin, basically said, shut up. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> so yep. did I miss anything there? Any, no, any that was good. Opinions? No, no, you you nailed it. I don't even know <laughs> if I have anything to add, honestly. Like he just I'm very he, opinionated tonight, James. So, well, <laughs> sorry if good. I bulldoze over you. No, you just keep rolling, baby. I'm, I'm here. I'll be your hype man. anytime. <laughs> um, Denny just feels like. It sounds like he's smarter than everybody else sometimes. Yeah. And that's, he's just got to let this go. He sounds like he thinks he's smarter than everybody that's else. That's right. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's got to take an L from time to time. Yeah. Um, but he's been getting, he's been hit hard by NASCAR penalties over the last two years. I think yeah. he maybe can settle down just a little bit. Well, I mean, to be fair, he, he named his podcast actions detrimental for a reason. He's doing a thing. He's, he's been penalized for this type of stuff yeah. over his career. He's doing a thing. Yeah. So I, Whatever. It's all it's professional wrestling. That's it what is. he's doing. I mean, it's really. all he's doing. You're right. He's definitely getting more listeners. He's the rock on uh, on the microphone. That's what he. I mean, that's honest to God what he's doing. He's no, you're just, right. It, I'm sure his sponsors are like, yeah, Danny, keep getting those tweets towards us and all this other crap. Yeah, that's all. That's it. Yeah, it's true. Um, news broke over the weekend. First of all, it was announced uh, late in the weekend that Matt Crafton would be replacing Cody Ware. Uh, in the 51 car at Bristol Dirt for um, personal issues that Cody Ware was dealing with. I want to take a second here and find, because I want to be very careful with my wording of anything yeah, I say about read this. It. Yeah, it's... Because I would prefer not... Because it's a legal issue, so I'm not going to get involved. So I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to Bob Pockris' tweet, and this is all I'm going to say. If you guys want to research it more, do your research on it. Uh, we're not going to comment on our thoughts on it. Um so it is what it is. Bob Pockris tweets, yep. NASCAR has indefinitely suspended Cody Ware. Uh, Iridale County online jail records show Katie, Cody Shane Ware, age 27, was taken into custody on charges of assault on a female and assault by strangulation inflict serious injury. So you take that for however you want to take it, but it looks like yep. Cody Ware will be out of a car uh, for some time, and uh, we will see what happens there, but... Um, like I said, we're not a, yep. we're not a news site. I'm not going to get into it. I don't want to get into legal issues. Yeah, so. I'm not here to, yeah. And this is one we, we do a, we do a thing on the podcast where we give our opinions on most everything. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is cut, this is cut and dry. This is cut and dry. Yep. We don't need to say too much more. Just know that, uh, Cody Ware it won't be around yep. for a long time. Yep. He'll have his chance in court and do all that stuff. And we will not worry about yep. all of that. If there's other news to discuss, we will discuss it. Um, that being said, Matt Crafton appears to be uh, scheduled to be in the car for the time being. So um, good shot Looking for Crafton, I guess. I like, I like that Matt Crafton. Yeah, I like seeing Crafton out there with the, with the big dogs. Yeah, I mean, he's not – Crafton's not a guy who's working on a cup career. You know, he's just – he's going to be a fill-in guy, but that works. Good for him. Yep. I mean, it's, most notable... you're putting a veteran guy in a car. I mean – Yeah, and his most notable start out ever will be when Kyle Busch broke his leg and he ran the Daytona 500. That's... Right, yeah probably the biggest single start he's ever had. And now he's, you know, uh, he's, he's just a veteran and you get a, you get a guy in there who's a Ford affiliate driver driving Ford. So, and I mean, to be fair, if you're going to fill in for a driver and want to look good, you want to fill in for Cody Ware, right? Cause I mean, yep. can't look much yeah. worse. I would have, if I was, well, 
The problem is, is it's Rick Ware racing, I know, right? right? So, well, yeah, um, but Rick Ware racing can't be garbage, James. They're good in IndyCar. They're good in other series. I know. Shoot, they've got I a freaking Supercross team it's, now. It's the last, yeah, and it's the last name. Like, how yeah. do you replace? Like, I was gonna say, you know. Oh, I got gotcha. you. I don't know why. Gotcha. You know why? Why wouldn't you go get like Jensen Button or somebody like that, right? Yeah. Uh, I think it's too close to home but you know matt crafton will show up for you yeah and he's gonna he's gonna be a professional and do his job yeah and most and weekends need... he's either gonna be off or he's gonna be at the same track so yeah but he's a professional nascar driver who's gonna show up and do his job it's it's yeah. it's what ganassi did with with kyle larson and bringing in matt kenseth yeah he was washed but you know what you're getting when you get matt kenseth in there Craft's, he's gonna do crafton's gonna be able to click out the same stuff that cody Ware is clicking out without losing any sleep that's so. right Exactly. So they'll, they'll at least be on par with what they had before. I'll say it's a driver upgrade. Honestly. Oh, I probably, I, I think I agree with you. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I, I don't, I'm, yeah. I won't hold any punches there. I, I, I totally agree with I you. I don't think highly of his talent. So <laughs> no, me neither. Sorry, he's not on my, yeah, he's not on my guys to watch list. Uh, yeah. We've had that discussion on here before. Yeah. 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 A few times. Um, things are getting, uh, there's some tension brewing between the uh, NASCAR uh, NASCAR and, and the uh, team owners. Um, team owners boycott it. And I used uh, uh, quotes on around this because there's been – Denny kind of said it wasn't really a boycott. But anyway, the team owner, owners uh, boycotted a meeting with NASCAR um, over nego- negotiations this week leading into the Bristol weekend. Um, sounds like the big question right now. Obviously, there's a lot of talk. It's, it has a lot to do with you know just the revenue sharing and all that. Um, as we get ready for a new TV contract. But the big question right now, it seems to be the charters. And the teams want the charters to be permanent. You might forget that the charters were a temporary thing. Um, And they're up, I think, in 2024. Uh, Apparently, Jim France, by the sound of things, doesn't want the charters. He wants them to go away. Yeah. I have mixed feelings on this because I really don't like the charter system. You hate it. Yeah. You've never been a charters guy, but because I've always been of the belief that the, the 36 or 43 or however many cars you're going to run, that the fastest car should get to race. And and the ones that aren't fast enough don't get to race. But you know, in this day and age, it's a lot better to have a guaranteed paycheck and a guaranteed starting spot. And which is why the charter system's working. And I guess my biggest problem, James, is you got guys like Denny Hamlin, who reportedly has paid like $13 million to get a charter last year. Yes, he did. And now he might not get anything for that. I mean, that kind of sucks. Yeah. What do you what do you get back? Right. For your investment. Um, And I know NASCAR would say, well, we let these guys come and race every week and they get a guaranteed spot. But now it's over like that. those, Those charters were so hard to get. Yeah. For a long time. I just, you know, I I don't like the charter system, but I don't think you can just throw it out now. I think we've, I think our bed's been made with it. Yep. Um, and I mean, again, we're talking Rick Ware Racing. I mean, that's those are the types of teams that you're gonna get mm-hmm. with the charter system. But you know, what we don't have any more James. We don't have starting parks. That's right. You know, so and I com- guess you take the win. And competition, I would say, is ele- is elevating. Yeah. Um. You know, you've over the la- over the course of the charter system, you've brought in twenty three eleven and a handful of these other teams that are competing for race wins. Yeah. Colleague, colleagues out there competing for race wins. Trackhouse, yeah, you know, Trackhouse. If, if you're Justin Marks, you don't come into NASCAR without the charter system. That's right, and you don't compete for championships and win races at all. And Denny and Hamlin is not Hamlin. a team owner without the charter system. Michael Jordan is not a team owner without the charter system. That's right. Brad Keselowski is not a team owner without the charter system. That's right. So I, I, and you have a valuable asset that you can 
You know, Eric, you remember that you remember these days, and maybe we have some listeners who are, you know, after our time, which is hard to believe. Right. But remember when Daryl Waltrip had to sell his race team, and basically all you could, all the only money you could get back was the parts. Yeah. And they were worth they were worthless because it wasn't a fast race team, right? There's right. nothing in that shop worth anything. Now, better yet, what these if, charters. How about you go out? Of, how about you go out of business the year that NASCAR introduces a new car? Now your yeah. stuff's worthless. Yes, <laughs> you know you can't exactly. even sell it. You're selling to ARCA teams. Yeah, you're yeah. selling to ARCA teams for pennies, pennies on the dollar. Yeah. So uh, no, I don't like I don't and, like the charter system, but I don't have a system that works better, and I don't think the old system works better. I think this system well, call, is yeah. the way to go. Call it what call it what you want. It's it's franchising. Yeah, and we have franchise tra- franchisees owning these teams and running these teams. Um, it's it's like any other it's like any other professional sport, and NASCAR I think gets it right. I I think the charter system initially I was not understanding of how it could even work and when they were remember they were moving around and right. being leased all the time uh they're not doing much of that anymore they're they're ve- very valuable assets if you want a charter you got to go get it like denny hamlin did yeah i've come around on it and not only that james but the guys who really want charters i mean really if you sit here and think about it of all the teams that we've heard of that wanted to start that wanted to get in the cup series the only name that comes to mind that hasn't done it hasn't found a way to do it is dale jr you know, right. everybody else who's talked about it. And he tried. It was trying. Fu- right. He was trying. And he still may. And right now he's not going to. I wouldn't buy a charter right now if I didn't know if the charters were going to last. Um, yep. But everybody else who said that they were looking to get involved has found a charter and gotten involved. So, I, I, and I think I think there's charters out there. And I think, you know, there's people are willing to sell if the, the price is right. And that's what's good about this system is that you can set a price for it. It's actually worth something. Yep. And if NASCAR today were to say, you know what, we're going to grant the field another charter and all non four car teams get to bid on it, that sucker would, that the value of that charter, yeah. If you wanted to bring in a new owner or a current team to get one charter, you're, I, I would venture to guess you're looking at, like Denny said, Denny said he's paid 13 million. I, I think one charter is probably pushing 15 million now. Yeah. I, maybe more. They, I think they were talking, I think um, Kelly Earnhardt has said they're, they're, you're talking more in the 20s. Yeah, and you're with that TV deal coming. Yeah, I don't even know if that's too expensive. To be honest with you, no. I think it's it might be it might be good value. Well, it's I, definitely more valuable you. right now than it is after the contract signed. You know, that's right. Yep. So yeah, you um, want to get it now. I mean, I I would like to see NASCAR maybe bring now that we've got you know some pretty established teams here, and we seem kind of full. I wouldn't mind seeing them maybe add two charters to the mix. Yeah. Um. But then again, you now. If you're not giving more money, you are now taking money away from the teams that already have charters. That's right. Yep. So it's tough. I mean, they're in a box, but I don't think the James, if they kill the charter system, I think they, they really go a long way towards killing the sport. Yeah. I really think think, I don't, hopefully everybody involved, hopefully the team owners, hopefully the NASCAR, hopefully all of these folks still remember the IndyCar cart split. It doesn't yeah. take much to remember it because all you have to do is go look at any IndyCar race except mm-hmm. the Indy 500 and see what the stands look like. And remember yep. that Michigan used to sell out for IndyCar and not for NASCAR. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so it, it shouldn't be that difficult to remember, but people have short memories. Yep. Um, yeah. I, it, hopefully they we don't run into that situation because a split or anything like that, any sort of boycott, any sort of, um, you know, walkout, 
any of that would be a disaster. Absolute disaster. It's not the days of of Bill France saying, well, we'll just run Xfinity cars in place of the cup cars, then at Talladega. Um, Those days are gone. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, I I think we should even mention that it's been floated around that some of these NASCAR teams would do an exhibition season, non-NASCAR sanctioned races. Like to, to I still to think revenue. that that is just uh, that's, that's posturing. positioning. Yeah. Yes, of course, of course. But you're seeing the cracks now. Yeah, that's that was one thing. Now we're on to this thing. Yeah, uh, it's the a problem. Aren't happy, and they know the big money's coming. Well, that TV it, deal is going to be huge. It's a problem, and we're also relying on this TV deal. But TV ratings are down, and ratings that's went right. down again this week for the the Bristol race. You know, mm-hmm. it was in a better time slot, and it's it's lower rating Sunday. It's so hard, man. Yeah. I don't know that I agree with that though. I still think that I think I they're know. better off on Easter Sunday personally. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It, I know my tough. Easter festivities were done. I had nothing to do with sitting in front but of the But then TV you're going up race. against NASCAR has got to remember what they're going up against. I mean, they went up against a juggernaut NCAA tournament, yeah. the women's tournament, which was absolutely bonanza. They want to go up against that a week ago. And then, you know, you do these kinds of things on Sunday when you're pushing into prestige TV with, you know, HBO stuff that they've got massive shows going well, on. And not only that, but show me anything but Netflix that has increased ratings. Right. You right. know, so you right. also have to take what take those decreased ratings with a grain of salt because everything's decreasing. Well, I could say uh, Formula One, but yeah, well, we, yeah, but Formula seen, One has we've seen the crashed. numbers. We we know what the live show, we know what the live ratings exactly. for numbers are. Exactly, yeah. they're not even they're not in the conversation yet. They, no, the the problem with the Formula One is that the age bracket NASCAR wants is is where all yep, is they're all in the Formula One. Yep. Yeah. Um, yep. but that's just bec- those are the fans. I, I I understand that we need young fans. But the fans that are on Formula One right now are the same fans mm-hmm. that caused us to build these massive facilities that we had to tear a mm-hmm. bunch of seats out of ten years ago. I, I read a good uh, a good post about you know NASCAR is worried about ratings going down, but the real reason is their fans are dying off. Yeah, because they're all so old. Mm-hmm. And I you cannot argue against that. It's just absolutely true. Yes. No, that's why that's why people get irritated with Fox for showing kids in the stands. Fox wants to remind you that kids do watch NASCAR. Yes. Yep. And the more kids they show, the more kids hopefully will come. Yep. But anyway, um, it's yeah, it's it's a tough deal. It, things are rocky right now, and it's going to be rocky until this it's deal is signed. Be a battle. Yep, we're looking be a battle. we're looking at another year and a half of this stuff. You know, probably. Yep. So I, I don't anticipate. I mean, I would hope that before they go into the start of next season, they got something figured out. But mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's scary. So. Um, speaking of, <laughs> speaking of not positive things, James. Yeah. We're rolling through them tonight, baby. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Chicago NASCAR announced the Chicago road closures, uh, for the street race, um, in downtown Chicago over 4th of July weekend. And, uh, well, let's just say the Chicago people aren't very happy, James. They're they kind of annoyed that they're going to have to be closing yeah, streets right. down for like weeks at a time for this race. Yeah. Um, they're already not real excited about this race. Um, we talked, you know, we talked about dirty Mo's live thing today where they asked about races and what races we could ax and Chicago street courses on that list. And I, I still, I, you know, before, before we even get into this part of it, these people that are bitching about the road closures, when a million people show up to Chicago to watch this NASCAR race and spend money in all their shops, they're all going to shut their mouths. Mm -hmm. So until this race happens, it's too early to declare it a failure. Um, but man, do they have some obstacles? (laughs) 
It's not. Yeah, this is another one of those momentum is building in the wrong direction. Yeah. Situations. And we've been reading about Chicago for a few months now um, of just these trickling stories of people aren't happy. Their main events are moving. Uh, it's kind of wrecked their whole summer that they they love so much. Um, I'm pretty sure we're one and done here. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can't. I can't imagine the city's gonna let I'd, us come back. I say after that this. you say that, James. But again, if they if this is a rousing success, then everybody's opinions are gonna change really fast. I just don't know if the locals are gonna. Find, I don't think it's pot. If the locals enjoy it, it could happen. But right. if if they don't, I don't. I don't know, man. Here's the problem I that I have know. with Chicago with this this ambitious plan that we have here. Um, w- this is not the first time that we've had, you know, a, a street race in a major city. The difference mm-hmm. is, is that we do this at other places, but if you really look at those tracks, now I've only been to one, but if you look at them, if you look at a map of where these tracks are, most of them, you know, short of like the Monaco grand prix and, you know, some formula one stuff, most of these are not yeah. in the city center of a city that is already known for having terrible traffic. You know, yes. St. Petersburg for IndyCar is raced by the airport. It's mostly on the airport. It's off to the side of town. The 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 uh, IndyCar race in Detroit for years has been in, in a state park. It's on an island that no, you know, it's it's, island, yeah. people go visit for to take wedding photos. It's not, not anymore. Right now, it's downtown. <laughs> Um, but nobody's in, there's nobody in Detroit anyway, so it doesn't matter to shut down yeah. the streets there. Um, <laughs> you know, so trust us, we know you don't have to put walls up. You could drive an IndyCar car down the street there and not hit anybody anyway. Um, yeah. you know, I, Long Beach is not right in the middle of town. You know, all these tracks are not built right in the middle of a major, like top five city. Yeah. You know, if you were running this race in downtown LA, that's different than running Long Beach, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. It's a big challenge. Um, Chicago has already been resistant to this type of stuff. Anyway, Chicago people, I mean, I'm a Chicago bears fan. I know what the Chicago uh, fans are like, and they're not usually super welcoming of anything. Nope. So it's not surprising that this is getting resistance, but I think if it brings a ton of money to the city, everybody's going to change it to real fast. It could, they so, could, I'm, I don't know. I'm going to stay optimistic and hopeful that this is a good race. Um, I just looked still, at the Detroit circuit by yeah. the way and it's they're just racing around the gm building yeah pretty much it really is all they're doing pretty much and and eric you know and i know what is around the gm building is just a bunch of empty lots yeah so, pretty much and, and a river walk that's yeah. that's really all they're doing down there so yep. um yeah, yeah and the, co- the kobo which is the kobo still standing but the, the joe isn't the joe's right. down yeah and so kobo they're... kobo is going to be all for the indycar race anyway so that's not going to yes. matter Yes, that's right. So, yeah. And they raced down there before. It's been, been, been since the 80s, I think. Right. But they've raced there. Yeah, before. back then people actually lived in the city, so. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Shots fired. Holy smokes. I, I can't rip on Detroit. I really do like Detroit. I, I really have no issues with Detroit. I can't rip on it too much. Well, the greatest football team in the country is housed well, there now. I don't know so. about that. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know that I'm a real big fan of Detroit sports teams, but I do like I like downtown. It's I, they've done a lot of stuff with downtown, and I, I think it's cool. Well, Detroit's Detroit sports teams have done a lot of losing lately, but things are looking up. <laughs> yes, they have. At least you don't have to worry about things like postseason. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Although the draft, oh, we we are good at the draft. Yeah. That's our that's our Super Bowl. 
Uh, well, James, the only other news item we have, uh, NASCAR is adding to its top 50 drivers of all time and making it seven, the top 75 drivers of all time. We got two new names added to the list this week. Uh, to start three, that, did we, we got a third one. We, we, we just got a third one today. Mike Stefanik. Oh, so Mike Stefanik. That That's interesting. Too. Okay. So Mike, Mike Stefanik St- is added. Uh, Tony Stewart was the first one added. I, w- I would assume you were pretty excited about that one. I was I was pumped about that one. I was glad that he was the first one named to the seventy five. That was pretty cool. Yeah, and I mean, we, you and I had a pretty massive debate off, you know, offline uh, about this earlier. So it's probably <laughs> not gonna be as much fun on the podcast. We've already kind of debated it out. But you had some issues with the number two listed, James. Who was number? Who was the second? I, I, who was the second edition? I did. <laughs> When they added Casey Kane, <laughs> I immediately threw my hands in the air uh, and said, "No, there's no way Casey Kane." So I did. I did it, Eric. I was gonna. So I told you I had a. I said, "Save me a couple of minutes to rant about this." Okay. Uh, but I actually did my homework and I said, "You know, I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna write down 25 drivers who are gonna make this list." And uh, I'm. I'm just gonna tell you, Casey Kane's got to. Got to be on there. <laughs> We're, when we get to 75 we're running out of we're running out of uh, yeah. all-time guys um so i got to 19 drivers before i finally looked at it and said okay i gotta put casey kane on here um so i think your issue is I'll, that we started with tony stewart who is arguably i mean no doubt going to be on this list and then we went to there's, casey yeah kane there's a second. bunch of guys who are no doubt yeah, it, he was too free. early in the announcements, right? That's your issue, really. Yeah, but they're they're doing five drivers a week. Yeah, and they're not weeks, doing them in so. order by any means. No, no. Like Jimmy Johnson isn't on the top fifty list. We know, right? Jimmy Johnson's coming to this list, right? Yeah. Kyle Busch. Yeah, but yeah, I wrote down all these drivers, and you know, I threw Brad Keselowski on there. I put Chase Elliott, Kyle Larson on there, Bobby Labonte, Matt Kenseth. And then I started getting into, okay, Joey Logano, Dale Jr., Harvick, Carl Edwards, Ricky Rudd, Martin Truex, Ryan Newman. And then I got to Jeff Burton, Greg Biffle. And I'm like, and then I, once I got to Greg Biffle, I went, well, Casey's on. Yeah. I can't take him off. So <laughs> Casey's in. And I didn't have Mike Stefanik on there. And they announced him today. So I felt like yeah. a fool because he's in the Hall of Fame. So, yeah. of course, he's going to be on the list. I was a little disappointed because I didn't piss you off as much with my uh, comment earlier because I, I named Ernie Irvin as to if Ernie Irvin's on the list, Casey Kane's got to be on the list because <laughs> Casey's <laughs> resume true. looks better than Ernie's. Here's my problem with Casey Kane. And this is where Ernie, this is where Ernie wins the argument over Casey right okay. here. At no point in, in Casey Kane's career at all was he ever considered that guy a championship contender ernie urban at least has 1994 before he got hurt where yeah. he was a legit number one didn't kane have one year in the nine car forever i'm that gonna he was... look at yeah i'm gonna look up his numbers because i don't think he finished he never finished in points let me see he he did have 2012 he did have 2012 but i that know was there was a year he car. won a bunch of races with the nine i thought yeah, he did, but he was eighth in points. He just wasn't that consistent. Year. Okay. Yeah, he had an average finish of fifteen. So his his best season, he his average finish was thirteenth, all season long. So I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think there's more to greatest driver though than just championships. He, I I agree. Oh, I agree. Now championships no, championships certainly I think qualify you for the hall. Oh, of they're fame. the be all end all, right? Yeah. But I I get you. Yeah, I I. I I didn't have an issue with Casey Kane being there. I know you. I know you're a big yeah. Casey Kane fan. So. I, well, I well that's the that's the problem. I was immediately outraged, <laughs> and then I looked at the entire list of twenty five. Especially when said, they name him after Tony crap, Stewart. I, I mean, 
Well, yeah, like I, he's got to be on the list. He just has to. Um, he never. He's just. I don't know. I've had some issues with Casey over the years, but he's not that he wasn't a good driver. I he was just he was on a pedestal that he could he couldn't he just couldn't fulfill. Well, unfortunately, he, it's not. He was. He's the anti Kyle Larson. I mean, he had, he got the same yeah. path that Larson got, except that Larson succeeded and Kane didn't. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, and I mean, some of that could be equipment and stuff too, but I don't know. I, I, I agree with you. I don't, man. I think, I think Kane was always, he, instead he was overrated. He definitely was an overrated driver. Um, but I don't think he's, he raced. I don't think he was bad. He still has, I mean, still has some majors to his credit. You know, he does. He does. He raced 15 full-time seasons and he got hurt his last year. Remember? Yeah. Uh, but he finished in the top five once he finished in the top 10, three times in 15 years. That's where I land on Casey Kane. Yeah. That's where I have my... He's got that Ryan Newman thing, too, where he won a ton of races right away and set the bar real high, and then it was there was an immediate drop-off. But, you know, he was also a victim of the of the economy collapse, too. Yep. Um, his team really let him down there. But he got he ended up going to Hendricks, so I don't know. Right. Can't really defend him there. He, was at, he had the best stuff. Yeah, but he was at Hendrick, too, at a time when maybe you didn't have four cars that were great. You had one or two cars that were great. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he wasn't stench. He wasn't uh, Hendrick stretch. during the Jimmy Johnson era. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know where the money was yeah. going over there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's going to that yeah. 48 car. I'm trying to get Dale jr. Going again. Right. Back then. Right. Yeah. Yep. Ah, well, there you go. We'll yep. be, uh, we'll be, I'm sure talking about some of these drivers added to the list. Um, maybe there'll be some more surprise like Mike Stefanik should have been a surprise, but you're right. I wasn't, I know Hall of Famer. I, I wasn't thinking of me either. It. You know, it's it's tough because I guess I don't really, I don't know all the drivers that are on the top fifty list, so I don't know how many of them were non-Cup drivers. Well, I, I kind forgot of feel like, that Neil Bonnet was a top fifty yeah. driver because I was going to put him on my list, and then I saw after we were talking, I was like, crap, I missed Neil Bonnet. Yeah. So like Harry Gantz on there, a lot of guys are on there. Right. Basically, Kowicki, anybody, Davey, anybody, that, all the guys. anybody that was anybody, you know, it's seventy-five is a big number for. A, a series a that's only been around for 75 years. Yeah. You I know? mean, it's, it's a lot. If you were to pick it's one driver every year, you know, there's not been that many drivers that have raced NASCAR and been good at it. Yeah. There's so. not that many champions either. Mm-mm. You know, you no. got to get, you not get, when you, you know, got three, seven time champs in that period. Exactly. That's, you know, it's 21 titles out of 17 right there or 75 right there. So, yeah. Yeah. But it was cool to see Tony get is get it. Mike Helton came and, yeah, and gave cool. him uh, his plaque and stuff. So that was cool. Good for Tony. Pretty cool. Good for Tony. Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, there's it's, guys who are just like you said, Eric. There's guys that are no doubts. I've just no doubt. I've really anybody. enjoyed having Tony in the booth this year with Fox. Really enjoyed having Tony back in the sport a little bit more. Um, I miss him. Yeah. I miss old. I miss old Smoke. Yeah, he'll be back for Dega. Yeah, I believe. I believe that's correct. So, and I think they're gonna have to have him at Darlington too because he's gonna be uh, being uh, listed in the top seventy-five. There you go. Well, pretty cool. Uh, it's time to make our picks. My favorite part of the week, James, where I curse a driver. Um, we, we talked about last week. Uh, you picked Chase Briscoe. Uh, 41 points for you. Uh, 40 points more than my one point for Joey Logano. Um, so I'm just going to get it out of the way. I'm going to go with the guy that I predicted at the after the first race of the year. Um, was going to oh, win here, and I'm going to go with Martin Truex Jr. Sorry, Martin. Sorry to jinx you. That's actually not a bad pick. Yeah, well, it will be because it's my pick. So, 
Uh, Eric, honestly, just... the, the driver that I want to pick, James, this weekend, that I would pick in a heartbeat if I could, is Josh Berry. Because I think oh, Josh yeah. Berry has a good yeah. shot to win this race this weekend. You just don't. Yeah, unfortunately, you don't get the points. Exactly. For him. Uh, but, but I really like Josh Berry this weekend. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. Um, well, I think I think I'm going to take. I think I'll take Denny Hamlin this week. Looking at who that's I've got available. Pick. Yeah, De- I think Denny I'm, predicted I'm, that this week he goes. He starts his role. Yep, I think Denny's just my is a good safe bet this week. Um, I'm not sure looking ahead to where else I can put him. I could have probably saved him for Talladega, but yeah, um, I'll use him at a place where I can I can maybe get some usage out of him here. Um, I'll tell you one that I considered um, pretty strongly was. Uh, was hold on a second did i not i was gonna say blaney i'll, I'll filibuster for you a little bit uh blaney's great here larson's been good byron I yeah mean, why do i think i'd already picked william byron i guess i didn't you could I, hey I could you picked him. no i'm, I'm sticking with trucks you can cha- i was gonna say you can change your pick. byron's good you know who was who i was looking at that uh has at least the last two years has good finishes here is ryan blaney yes yep ryan yeah, blaney's, blaney's really, really good, good here. here doesn't have the wins but he's always in the top 10 yeah uh and he leads he leads a lot of laps he's one of the top guys with laps led uh, and he qualifies well, qualifies yeah. really well. Um, Chastain has two top five, had two top fives here last year. Of course, he did the infamous wall ride as well. Um, can't mm-hmm. do that this weekend though. Uh, Bubba Wallace is good here. And oh yeah, that's a good one. One, yep. one right now that probably is a good. I'm saving pick. Bubba. Yeah, I, I, I am too, but I don't know for where. Um, one that is a good pick to just get points uh, lately is Todd Gillen. Man, he's yep. he's been good everywhere. Solid, yep. solid everywhere. Not good, solid. Yep. yep. So, and Christopher Bell won a race here last year, won the second I, race here last year. So one guy we're forgetting, we should definitely mention is Justin Haley. If you yeah. like a long, long shot guy, uh, Justin Haley will, I bet you he will be top 15 most of the day. And and if you're top 15, most of the day that can, you can get a break here and, and have a nice, have a really nice day. So maybe he can get you some stage points. You know, I, I, I think he'll, he'll have a good day. McDowell's just been solid for the whole season. So I don't even. I don't even know if he's a dark horse contender contender anymore at this point. He's just been, he's just been rolling. Um, Eric, all of us have Ty Gibbs available. Yeah. That's uh, a good pick as too, well, actually. like Ty Gibbs, like I know he's hasn't run a cup car here, but we always keep forgetting. Like when you look back at the statistics, you got to remember yeah. uh, Ty Gibbs and Noah Gregson uh, haven't, haven't been used yet. So. Yeah. So, you know what my problem probably is this year is I'm really just looking at last year and that's probably a mistake. Which is what I do. I mean, that's honestly, that's what I do. I look at the yeah. last couple of races and, and then uh, I always like looking at the package. Like if it's the short track package, right. I look at how guys are doing this season on the short track. Well, my, my reasoning for Truex, I'll go back to is he won, he won at the Coliseum, which I think is a precursor to this race. I think it's, yeah. if there's any track that yep. the Coliseum gives you any insight for, it's this race mm-hmm. and he's going to Martinsville. So yes, sir. But he won't be this week. Sorry, Truex. <laughs> Dude, if you have another single digit week, oh, I, I don't even laugh. know. I hope it. so. I hope. Sorry, I hope he does terrible. So for those keeping <laughs> score at home, Eric is at Eric's earned 135 points on the season. Uh, I am at 285. <laughs> it's a 150 point difference right yeah. now. I have to earn more points than I've earned all season just to catch you, and you have to it's, earn zero. <laughs> it, yeah, we. This is. I know. Usually, I get a lead early in the year, and then you come and crush me at some point. Um, this this is a big one. This is going to be 
this is gonna be tough. Just for, for the record, I thought I would point out as well that if uh, if Ty Gibbs doesn't win this weekend, then that prediction also failed. Oh I yeah, said he'd win a race in the first ten. So. Oh yeah, yeah, you got to get one here. Yep. Yep. So I probably should have picked him. Well, yeah, no, I, I shouldn't because then he then he wouldn't win. Well, that's right. Yeah, you got to stay away from him. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, yeah. Um, James, you got any shout outs this week? What about the fantasy? Oh week? yeah, fantasy. Gotta, talk about fantasy. I talk Sorry. about the fantasy. Yeah, I, I actually want to talk about that because I know you won. I did. Second but I got, of the year. I got third. You did. Pretty happy with that. You did. So the podium was Eric third. Our points leader, Baron Speedway, was second. And I just cannot pull away from that. I can't gain on him. He's right there with me every week. And then I was first. Um, and then overall standings, I'll go really quick. Baron's still first. Uh, Mickey Elliott's second. And Tandem Draftona is third. Uh, Eric, you're fifth. I'm sixth. So we're starting to, you know, we're just hovering around. We're hovering around. I'm three points behind you still. That's how bad of a start I got off to. So you're beating me in the fantasy league. Yeah. Got that going for you. I had I had Kyle Larson and Kyle Bush as picks in that race oh, yeah. and still managed a third place finish. Of course I did have Austin <laughs> Dillon. I added him yes. at the last minute. Yep. Um and then I he was my garage and then when Joey wrecked, I I had I yep, Joey I had Joey. I had Joey in my lineup and I had to garage him and I still somehow figured it out. But I had I went Truex, Reddick, Dylan, Briscoe, Bell. So I had all those guys under a blanket at one point praying that they didn't crash each other. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and then I got the bo- some of the bonus picks too. But, yeah, some of the bonus picks hurt as well. But, um, you know, you pick Kyle. Like I said, I didn't want to pick Kyle Larson because I just figured he was going to get wrecked by somebody. So Right. Yeah, I don't know. I picked him and probably shouldn't have because. But he, but he got 20 points still. I mean, you got to remember those points. That's true. For the, for that the is stages true. Are, that is yeah, true. Are important, so. Uh, all right. Now shout outs. You got any shout outs? Uh, there's, well, you had, we kind of talked about it a little bit. We had some really good podcasts over the week. Uh, Denny yeah. had his emergency episode. Um, I thought, uh, the teardown was really good. I didn't listen uh, to the teardown. So yeah, How was, was the a, rap? I, uh, was it cringy like last year? It was cringy. At least yeah. he knows it's cringy. He knows. He knows. Um, but I think, I think dirty Mo actually did a, did a rap back at Jeff's rap. Did they? So yeah, I would listen to it for that. Nice. The Jeff Gluck, the Jeff Gluck rap. Okay, I, li- I listened so. to Dirty Mo live today. Uh, that was good. Um, good. Got Denny's, got DBC. I did not listen to Jeff's. Um, and then Junior and Davis are off. They're on vacation, so um, there's uh, another one. Of Kelly Earnhardt's is out, but I didn't listen to that one. So yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, we're in a we're in a crowded space now, Eric. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Um, <laughs> can't lose listeners though. When you don't have any, um, <laughs> uh, I got a couple shout outs, James, and both of these are past shout outs as well. Uh, I just wanted to reach out them out. First of all, uh, there's a fella on, on Instagram that I've shouted out before. Uh, we, we are big fans of Baron Speedway, but this guy, um, I stumbled across, I believe because of Baron Speedway, his Instagram is diecast underscore series. Uh, mm-hmm. he's the one that had the replica Daytona that he built years ago. And ended up having to, he moved, I believe, and had to throw it out. And he is in the process of building a full replica, full scale replica of Phoenix Raceway. I've seen this, yes. And he's he's doing so, he's doing a race right now where he doesn't have the track completed, but he's got like the front stretch and the dog leg done. Um, and he he's the the pictures of this thing, I'll tell you, it is, it is amazing. I mean, it looks like Phoenix. He's got the safer barriers, everything. The signage is right. It is beautiful. Um, I hope he is able to continue. He he definitely is one that he's really good at teasing his work and mm-hmm. not so good at completing it. Um, so hopefully he eventually <laughs> finishes it. 
but it's really, really neat. And just That's cool. a, another one of these that just, you know, I, I absolutely love Baron cause his is, his done and it's so cool and it looks so real. And every time I, I look at pictures of it, I, I want to go watch a race at this track. Yeah. Um, but the, the, this diecast guy, just the, the, the realism of it, like to real life, like the actual track is impressive. So, um, mm-hmm. check him out. And the other one I wanted to shout out, I, I shouted him out before when I learned he was going to be doing this, but, uh, friend, uh, sort of friend of former coworker, local announcer, uh, Matt Preer, uh, was able to be a part of the PRN broadcast at Bristol Motor Speedway this weekend with the, for the Cup Series. He was a pit road reporter. I didn't get a chance to listen to him because I didn't listen to the PRN broadcast, uh, but he posted on his social media this week that it was that if he was re- to retire tomorrow, he has done everything he'd ever dreamed he could do. So oh, man, that's just cool. as somebody who, who has wanted to work in the sport and had an opportunity to do some stuff in the sport, um, man, I just I feel for him and and absolutely just so excited that he got that opportunity. Very cool. Um, he, he posted a picture of him interviewing Kyle Larson on pit. I mean, it's just so cool that, that for somebody awesome. to live out that dream. So, and to yep. know him is pretty neat. So, so congrats cool. on Matt being able to do that. Um, he hasn't said anything about future races or anything, but you know, the PRN guys, um, we usually go to people that they know. Um, that's how he got this opportunity. So hopefully he'll get some more opportunities in the future. Um, but, uh, but very cool. That he got to do that at, uh, at Bristol this weekend helps that it's a holiday it's Easter and. People didn't want to be there, but Hey, whatever you take that opportunity when you can get it. So mm-hmm. absolutely. Uh, how about black flags? You got any black flags this week, James? Oh, there's a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> I know I have a bunch too, but I'm, I'm going to narrow it down to one. Oh man. Um, golly. I feel like I've done, I was so, I felt like I was a little more negative on this, uh, this week's episode. I want to let it go. Uh, I'll black flag. I will black flag myself just because I felt like I was a little negative this week because I was talking about Bristol dirt. <laughs> and um and bristol dirt was actually a decent show so yeah. black flag to me uh for that one and then i don't want to be super negative on <laughs> on like chicago or anything else that <laughs> i i got a lot of feelings right now so I'm, right. Gonna, I'm just gonna i'll just give it to myself ah all right well then since you're gonna do that i'm gonna be negative for you it's um, a cop out man i that, i'm good at that here's i am going to give my big giant black flag to all of the drivers and all of the people in the NASCAR industry bitching about racing on Easter. Oh boy. I am so sick of listening oh to these guys complain boy. about racing on Easter. Look, I get it. It's a family sport. They've all got families. They'd like to spend the day with their families, but I am, you know, 41 years old and I would kill for an opportunity to work full time in NASCAR preach. There are, tons of people thousands millions of people potentially that would kill to work in nascar that would kill to race a car in nascar that would kill to work on a pit crew in nascar um that would kill to be a media member in nascar or a social media guy in nascar be able to be at the track uh hell there are people that would dream of just being at the track as a fan that don't get the opportunity um you guys signed up for this it's hard. I get it. I sympathize with you, but this is what you got. This is the NBA plays on Christmas. The football plays on, on Thanksgiving, you know, the NHL plays on new year's day. It's mm-hmm. that's when the people are watching TV and, and I'm sorry. I do agree. I, I don't like a uh, NASCAR race on mother's day. Um, for a different reason, but it's not so everybody can spend the time with the families is because I think we should all be spending time with our mothers um, and, and not watching racing on that day. But Easter in the evening, 
perfect time for a race. Quit your bitching. Just go to the track race. And here's the deal, James. We, I keep hearing, we only have one off weekend all year long, one off weekend. Well, you know what you guys asked for, for years, a shorter season. NASCAR is not taking races away. You got a shorter season. You have to get the dates from somewhere. So guess what? You got to race every week. That's right. And you get to be done in the beginning of November instead of the middle of November or the end of yep. November. My God. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <sighs> I got so tired of listening to it this weekend. It's like, guys, yep. for Pete's sake. And I almost bought into it for a minute. I'm listening to, listening to Brett Griffin complain about it on Door Bumper Clear last week. And I almost bought in and said, you know what? You're right. You guys should not have to work on Easter. And I'm like, wait a minute. I'd work on Easter if they'd give me the opportunity. But anyway, there you go. <laughs> Eric, I, I do have a quote if you want, want to end on this note. All right. Uh, uh, Brian Hopkins on the NASCAR. He's a Chicago. Uh, he's a politician in Chicago. Okay. Uh, NASCAR road closures announced today. There are no questions that the inconvenience will be significantly more extensive than we are initially led to believe from the Chicago uh, Sun-Times. Good <laughs> so stuff. there you go. Black flag. Uh, they're going to be welcomed with open arms in Chicago. Yes, they are. I stumbled across a video on TikTok today. I know you're a big fan of TikTok. Uh, it was yes, one sir. of the there's there's some good NASCAR TikTok stuff out there, James. It was one of mm -hmm. the uh, truck series um, hauler drivers, and it was him uh, driving out of Bristol Motor Speedway, mm -hmm. and it was pretty interesting to see how tight the quarters are. You know they're tight. Oh yeah, um, pretty interesting to see them try to pull out of there with a the truck uh, while the cup cars are all out there. Too. Yep. So pretty cool. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, that's not a job I want. <sighs> All right, James. If people want to hit you up on social media, where can they do that? At James Cush on Twitter. You can find me at T Super Speedway on Twitter. You can find the podcast on Facebook at facebook.com slash the super speedway. Our website is thesuperspeedway.com. You can find our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and Anchor. Subscribe there for each uh, for new episodes each week. Uh, don't forget to leave a comment, rate, all that stuff uh, wherever you listen to the podcast. It's greatly appreciated. And wherever you listen to it, we hope you subscribe uh, and continue to listen. If you would like to leave an audio message for us to play on the show, you can do so at anchor.fm slash the super speedway. Uh, go ahead, complain about the fantasy league, complain about NASCAR, complain about racing on Easter, whatever you want to do. Uh, we will play it on the podcast and try not to make fun of you too much. Uh, we go to Martinsville Raceway this weekend uh, for NASCAR action. We actually have all three series in action uh, at Martinsville. We will be back to break it all down uh, next week. Uh, no wall riding this week. Uh, everybody's going to stay off the wall for once. And uh, we won't have that big Ross Chastain. Well, it, Ross Chastain's still in the race, so there'll probably be a Ross Chastain moment to talk about. Uh, there will be. Like I said, we'll be back next week to break it all down. Until then, everybody, let's go racing. <laughs>